If you're looking for ways to prioritize your health and fitness, run more efficiently, understand food, and somehow fit it all into a fun and family-centered life, you're in the right place. This is the Real Life Runners Podcast, and we're your hosts, Kevin and Angie Brown. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Now let's get running. everybody. Thank you so much for joining us today on another episode of the Real Life Runners podcast. We are your hosts, Angie and Kevin Brown, and this is episode number 20. And today we're going to be talking about the negatives of a training plan and kind of the concept of overtraining and and what do we do um, in cases where life maybe sometimes gets in the way and we're not really sure what to do when we get off our training plan that we've got set in front of us. I deal with this all the time. Like we, we get this constantly with the, the high school cross country kids. I mean, you want somebody where life is getting in the way, like, oh, things were going good until I had that chemistry test and math test and history test on back to back to back days. Right. They're fried. Yeah. Because they don't get the sleep that they need also because they're staying up so late studying and doing their homework and everything else. So there's so much other things that are going on in their life outside of cross country that sometimes and they're plus their bodies are changing their hormones and everything else you know it just leads to some burnout in some cases we have to be very cognizant of that when we god forbid anybody breaks up in the middle of the season oh, they're, Lord have mercy. they're done <laughs> so anyway so you know you might have been a little shocked to see the title the negatives of a training plan because we just talked about all the benefits of a training plan in one of our past episodes. But, you know, there are some negatives too, just like anything in life. So obviously there's a lot of benefits when it comes to following a training plan. You know, you've got your plan, you know what you're doing any given day. You can plan out your training cycles and your macro cycles and your micro cycles and all that fun stuff. And when one's given to you, you don't have to think, you know, you just kind of say, Hey, I wonder what I'm doing tomorrow. I don't know. Why don't I look at the plan? There's no, there's not a lot to it. You just know what you're supposed to do. The issue becomes when you start getting so strict that you have to follow the plan no matter what. It says, oh, well, it says I'm supposed to do six miles on Tuesday and that my last three are supposed to be at this pay at a 10K pace. Well, yeah, but what if you're not feeling it that day? Right. This is obviously the Real Life Runners podcast, and sometimes real life just gets in the way. And we have those periods in our life where the stresses build up and things happen and our bodies suffer as a consequence. I mean, I I know that I'm kind of going through this right now um, with some recent events in our family life. Um, We've had some some very stressful things happen, including the loss of a very loved family member and family drama that's kind of accompanied that and other issues that have come along. And so it's just, it's been a very emotional couple of weeks for me. And, um, My body's tired and, you know, but I still have this plan and I still have this upcoming race. What do we do? Because running is also 
very cathartic in, in a lot of ways. It can help to release a lot of stress and help me get myself out of my own head. Um, so there's a lot of benefits to it. But, you know, sometimes our bodies are just tired and worn down. And so we're here today to talk about kind of what should we do in, in those situations? Because that emotional stress takes a physical toll on us. You know, this, this relates to one of our previous episodes about, you know, issues with technology. You know, when you've got that watch strapped on your wrist that's telling you exactly how fast you're going and what your heart rate is, those might not agree with each other. Yeah. You know, a couple of weeks ago when you were getting great sleep and everything was going smooth, you were supposed to be hitting, you know, let's say that you're out there on a run and you're hitting eight-minute miles and your heart rate's at, you know, 160. And now as as life gets rough you hit the exact same 8 minute mile pace but your heart rate is an extra 10 beats per minute faster yep what- should you slow down and keep your heart rate where it should be, or should you continue to push that pace? Mm-hmm. You know, what, what's the bigger thing to focus on? So and what is the bigger thing? Well, it depends on why you're aiming for that pace. You know, if, if you're out there and you really want to hit that pace because you've got like a half marathon and so you're keying in and this is supposed to be a run where you are repeatedly hitting half marathon pace to know exactly what that feels like, then you should hit that pace. If it's sort of like a a tempo run and you're like, oh, I'm supposed to be hitting roughly around this so that my body makes the adaptations where my heart rate is at like that that threshold level, then it's more important to slow yourself down so that your heart rate stays in the appropriate zone. So that it's more effort-based at that point. Exactly. You know, you you have to understand why why those times are out there. Are those times out there so that you are actually used to focus it to hitting that time so that when it comes to a race, that time, like your body just knows that rhythm. It knows the cadence. It knows the stride. It knows what you're doing. Then you want to hit it no matter what, even if that bumps your heart rate. But if you're in the middle of something where you're trying to make adaptations by, by training in certain like zones, if you will, then you're going to want to change your time so that you're hitting the appropriate effort so that it feels like, you know, what have we said, like a, a four out of 10 or a six out of 10 or whatever that, that effort is. Well, usually we do it out of five. Yeah. But anyway, so we, we got a little bit ahead of ourselves. Um, so let's just kind of talk about some of the things that might derail us when it comes to following this training plan. So like we said, there can be, you know, just increased stress in your life, you know, family drama, a death in the family, um, maybe a big project at work, a new baby. There's how, just how about sickness? Yeah. I mean, the amount of flu sickness, going around I, right now. Yeah. A sickness could derail you and just stop you for like an entire week. Mm-hmm. Poof. That, that week of training is gone. Right. Like, what do we do in that? Cause, you know, there's sometimes that life just gets in the way. And so we're here to kind of figure out like, okay, what do we do now? Because we've got a race planned or we've got this goal in mind or we have this certain pace that we're supposed to be hitting. So what do we do? The first thing I think is it depends on how much time off you have. So say you get sick and you end up missing a week because you just can't go out and run. You're just that sick. Like, you, you you have a week off. So number one, it depends on how much time you miss. 
Right. How much time off is a big one, but it goes hand in hand with where are you in your training? Like, did you miss a week and it's only like one week until your key race? There's not a lot you can do. You just kind of hone in, bear down and hit that race. If you still have six to eight weeks before your race, try and just move yourself right back into the plan. You miss a week, try and jump back in, call that a recovery week and try and put yourself back into the training plan. The first few days back might not feel great or because you just took a week off those first like two to three days back might feel great and day like five back suddenly you're just like oh I am exhausted why is that well because you took a week off and now you felt awesome because your body was recovered and now you're paying for it so know that if you take that like five to seven days off somewhere it's gonna you're gonna feel it and you're not gonna feel great don't suddenly panic and think oh man Man, uh, I'm completely out of shape. That week off just destroyed me. No, you had an off day. It's going to be okay. Get back in the plan. Get back in the flow. Yeah, like sometimes it takes a week or even two weeks to kind of let your body to get actually get back into the things and get back into the flow of where your training should be, um, especially if you have issues with breathing or, or that kind of thing. Or There's a lot of things that can kind of go into it, but it might take you a good week or two to get back in and, and allow your body to feel good on, on your runs again. I mean, I know I, I was constantly pushing myself too hard if I was sick and, you know, I'd take a couple of days off and be like, Oh, I think I can do this now. And if you're trying to come back off a sickness and it's now it's in your chest. So you're trying to get out and run and you're coughing through the entire run. That's not going to go smooth. Like a relaxing, easy paced distance run while you're coughing the entire time is going to feel a lot harder than it should feel. You know, you're, you're going to be paying for it still. Right. So, all right, Kevin, so kind of help us understand, like you, you've been trying to help me understand this a little bit better. So kind of talk to us all and, and kind of tell us, how do we know, you said it depends on where you are in your training plan and it depends on what your goal is in that cycle and all that stuff. And that's all very kind of vague. And so can you give us a better idea of what should we actually do if we do miss like a day or two. So if let, let's just first talk about, you know, what if we just miss like a couple of days in our training? All right. So just about wherever you are in your training cycle, if you miss a couple of days, you just kind of roll back in as though nothing happened. Okay. Okay. Your body might not respond as though nothing happened, but mentally you just kind of have to say, well, I, I missed those ones. Let's jump back into it. You know, maybe you missed a workout. Let's say that you've got your workouts planned for the week on like Monday and Thursday, and you missed, you missed your runs on Monday, Tuesday. Tuesday, what do you do? Like, should you do the workout that you were supposed to do on Monday on Wednesday? You had another workout planned on Thursday. So you don't want to do hard days back to back. That's, that's a setup for failure. So then you're, you're looking at your, your workout from Monday, your workout from Thursday and trying to figure out which one will be more beneficial for you. But because you're only going to do one of them. So, you know, if you missed a couple of days, maybe turn that Wednesday into like an easy run and then hit your workout again on Thursday and and be back into your training plan. So how do you decide if you want to do your workout from Monday or from Thursday? 
So it depends on what you're, you're getting out of the workouts. Okay. And this is why it's, it's important to not just have a plan sitting there, but kind of understand why the plan is what it is. You know, there's, there's different workouts that are all supporting different goals. You know, whether they're trying to build, uh, your, like your general aerobic training or they're trying to work on like your high end speed. It, it depends on what your your goal race is. Like even in your half marathon plan that I've got going for you right now, there's still some where you're you're doing a lot more high end speed. You know, if you missed a workout that was based off of like short and really fast, and your next workout is based off of like longer intervals or something like that. I would default towards the longer intervals because you're aiming towards a longer race. Okay. If you've got a goal 5K coming up, you probably don't need to focus quite as much on like a long tempo run as much as you might need to be able to hit the like repeat 300s, repeat quarters, whatever it is that you're doing. Okay. That, that, so that makes sense. So it's based on the race distance of what you're shooting for and also how close to that race you are. So – Sometimes you can replace a rest day with like a, a run, right? So like, so say you take, you miss Monday and Tuesday and you had a rest day planned for Wednesday, you're going to just go ahead and do like an easy run that day and then go ahead and hit your workout on Thursday. And you can even replace the workout on Thursday with the one on Tuesday if that's going to be more beneficial for you at that point in your plan. Yeah. I mean, it's all, it's all based off of an understanding of what the point of of that day was supposed to be you know not just the point of that day but the point of that overall week the point of those like three weeks together because there's there's reasoning behind all the parts of the plan so if you have an overall idea of of the goal of the plan or the goal of this month out of the plan you know we talked about periodization a few weeks ago if you're in the base building portion and you miss a couple of speed workouts, just throw some strides in and it'll be fine. The goal is to increase your mileage. So get out there and keep building mileage. If you're at like the very back end of your training, you're a week away from the race and you miss a couple of things, you probably don't need to go out and, and add in extra mileage. You need to fine tune your speed and, and focus, get your, your mental focus ready for that race. Okay. I like it. So, um, what about like two a days? Like, is there any time that we should kind of try to fit two workouts in on the same day in order to like make up from missed days earlier in the week? All right. So we were, we were talking about this one even before, before we hit the uh, record button. What if you miss the long run on the weekend? Okay. Well, the, yeah, that's kind of a hard one to make up. Right. A lot of people, I mean, the reason why it's become like the weekend long run is because that's when most people have time to do it. Right. You know, professional runners, very often they'll go on like a, a 10 day cycle and they'll put a long run once during that. It gets a long run on the weekend and then it's on the Wednesday of the next week. I have no idea how that works because I've got a job. I can't just casually go off for the two hour <laughs> run because I've got work getting right. in there. Right. So if you miss a long run and you're training for something like a half or a full and you're really focused on trying to build that mileage up, that would probably be one of the, the few times I would suggest try a two a day, you know, split the distance. It's not going to be quite the same benefit, right. but if you get some of it in the morning, some of the afternoon, you're still building that aerobic base. 
if you go for like say you were aiming for a 20 miler if you can split it into 10 and 10 which is still a long time out there but a 10 miler in the morning your body's not going to be recovered for a 10 in the afternoon right so then you're going into that afternoon already fatigued and that's a similar um uh, challenge for your body as going for 20 steady you think? because it's not the same it's right. not as challenging but by trying to do that 10 in an already fatigued state you're going to get similar adaptations mm-hmm. i Just, feel like that's also going to be like a, a pretty good mental challenge you know because like if you're already out there and running like <laughs> you know that's that's one thing like you're like okay i've got 20 today you, you try to wrap your head around it and then you take off but to Go off and do 10 and then be tired and then know that later on you're also going to have to do another 10. I mean, mentally, (laughs) right? Yeah. Yeah. Plus plus you're going to want two pairs of shoes because beyond your body not being recovered, the foam in your shoes has not sprung back yet. Really? Yeah, seriously. So uh, it's there's so much. You're exactly right. And then multiple showers in one day? Like, (laughs) I mean, come on. No one has time for that. (laughs) Come on. We're parents. You know, we're lucky if we get one. If we get one shower. (laughs) Okay. So I think, is there anything else you think we should talk about as far as like, what if you accidentally miss a day? I think, I mean, I think we've covered some pretty good info. Yeah, I mean, I think we've covered a lot. It, it depends on on what kind of day you miss. Did right. you miss a recovery day? Well, missing a recovery day might just mean, hey, that's an off day. Yeah, you know, uh, it's you, okay to skip it sometimes and just be like, oh well. Right. Sometimes that happens, and if it's a recovery day, maybe you just have less mileage that week. It's mm-hmm. it's gonna end up being okay. Like your body really doesn't know exactly the difference between getting thirty miles that week and thirty. Four miles that week. It just doesn't. You know, it knows that one has a little bit more benefit to the body, but unless you start missing two, three days off of your schedule, it's not having a huge mileage effect on you. Right, right. So I think that kind of um, sums up what we're doing as far as that goes when we accidentally miss something. But now I kind of want to shift gears and talk a little bit about when should we force ourselves to take a rest day? Because there are those times in life where we just feel tired and run down. And um, I know that I'm bad about just like forcing myself to just get out the door and just go do it. And sometimes I think, you know, maybe I should take a rest day. Maybe I should allow my body some more recovery time. But most of the time, I know mentally for me, I want to just go get my workout in because I know that I need the physical benefits and the mental benefits of my workout, but maybe I'm tricking myself and fooling myself sometimes. Maybe it would actually be better for me to take a rest day versus go out and push the miles on that day. So uh, a good way to keep a track of this is to um, keep a, a regular track of like your resting heart rate. Mm-hmm. Like what is your heart rate when you wake up in the morning? Um or what is your heart rate right before you go to bed? I remember I was at running camp back in high school. I can't remember who the Olympian was. 
maybe like Susie Favor Hamilton, I think it was. And she said that she could never take her heart rate first thing in the morning because she dreamed too much. So she would wake up with like a supposed resting heart rate of like 95. Yeah, I and doubt like, that her resting no, heart rate. that was not what it was. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, and nowadays with all of the technology on our wrists, you know, I mean, we sleep with watches. So we can wake up and we can know what our resting heart rate was overnight, which is super helpful to kind of allow us to understand how our body is responding to life <laughs> and training. Yeah, no, that's exactly right. You know, one of the issues with this one, and it, it happened to me this morning, both of us were trying to get in some some training before heading off to work and getting the kids off to school. Yeah. And so I knew when my alarm went off, I had to get out of bed and hit the ground running because... I needed to get my run in to get back in time that you could take off and get back in time that the kids and, and I could still get to school. Right. So that alarm went off and I was like, hmm, I'd like to stay here for another five to ten minutes. No, wait, I can only stay here for another five seconds before I need to go. <laughs> right, right. That was like me yesterday. I had my group run scheduled at 5.30 in the morning like I do on every Tuesday and Thursday. And yesterday was the very first time that I ever overslept and somehow missed my alarm. I still don't know how it happened. Um, but sure as, sure as heck, I was supposed to wake up at 5 o'clock for my 5.30 run and I woke up at 5.57 and I basically freaked out and jumped out of bed and was dressed and out the door and was running by 6.04. So somehow that happened. I'm not quite sure how. And it was just, it was crazy because I knew I needed to get some, I needed to get my run in before I had to go to work and get the kids ready and all, you know, the whole morning routine of the day. I mean, I ended up having to cut my run short, but at least I got most of it in. Right. But when something like that happens, I know in my last major training cycle, if I would oversleep in the morning, I would take that as a sign. Like, especially if I overslept and like did not even remember the alarm going off. Like, I don't remember it going. I don't remember hitting snooze. I don't remember that. That's probably a sign that I'm too tired to have woken up and run that day. Yeah. Like maybe that should be an off day. And then I just tweak the rest of my week as it goes. So sometimes you have to change the plan on the fly because your body's just not capable of that today. This is why it's tough when both of us are trying to get a run in. You know, if it's my day to run in the morning and I wake up and I'm not feeling it, mm -hmm. I don't want to go back to bed because if... I was supposed to run. That means that you're not running or you're going to have to try and shove it in somewhere else in the day. And it probably would have been easier if you had gotten up and ran. Well, you could always wake me up if you want to. <laughs> you know, I mean, if you if you wake up and you're not feeling it. Be I like, can't pull it off. You go run. <laughs> All right. It's your turn. <laughs> tag, you're it. <laughs> we could tag team the run. Um, but, you know, I think that's important. I think that exactly what you said, there are some times that we have to just listen to our body. And that is not always easy for us to do. And I feel like as runners, sometimes we're really, really bad about it because we see the training plan, we see our goals, we see what our friends are doing in their training. And it's hard to listen to our bodies sometimes and actually do what our bodies are telling us to do. Right. You know, 
taking a full-blown off day, you know, there's this whole push here of like, oh, no matter how how bad you're feeling, make sure that you, you gut it out and get through that workout. You, well, there's active recovery now. You yeah. Know, everybody's talking about active recovery days. Uh, you could bury yourself and not be, you know, recovered for a couple of weeks because you're pushing through exhaustion. Sometimes your body actually just wants rest and it's going to be okay. It's probably going to be better than going out and trying to force your body to continue to do something, you know, or if you're, you're not feeling it, maybe it's an off day. If it was supposed to be a workout, maybe don't do the workout that day and take it just as easy distance. I know I have done this before where I've been out on my run and been like, okay, well, it's going to be six with a three mile tempo in the middle of it. And I'm a mile into it and my legs are just heavy and I, I'm breathing hard, even though I'm at like a, a relaxing pace for me. And I'm like, well, I'm not hitting the tempo today. Like there's just no chance I'm hitting this and just poof, it turns into an easy day. Yeah. And I'll just, I will do it mid run. Just decide there's no way I'm hitting the workout. It has to be a recovery day. Yeah. And I feel a whole heck of a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's one of the hardest things for me mentally is allowing myself to say, I can't do that today, or I shouldn't do that today, because I tend to expect a lot out of myself and put a lot of pressure on myself to hit certain times. And you set up this plan for me, and I've got to do, you know, what coach is telling me to do. And sometimes it's it's really hard to just allow myself the grace to pull back and say, you know what, it's going to be okay if I don't hit my paces today. Well, that's why I like to explain things to you beforehand, where it's like, well, you're supposed to be at half mile repeats with a half mile jog in the middle of them. And you're like, well, how fast am I supposed to go on the on the jog part? And it's like, well, it depends on the day. You know, maybe you're supposed to really jog that middle part and it's supposed to be a short recovery. And if your pace falls off, it'll be okay because I wanted that short recovery. Or is the benefit that I want to make sure that you're hitting a faster pace, I'll let you know that beforehand. So if you need to slow down and stretch the recovery so that you can keep hitting the faster tempo on the fast part, then that's the focus of the day. Know the goal of the workout before you start. Yeah. It's really helpful having you as my coach. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, especially when we can, like, just lay in bed and you can, like, tell this to me. Like, it's very helpful. Yes. Right. <laughs> as, as we brush our teeth, let's explain the point of the workout tomorrow morning. <laughs> and then you, then you know what you've got and you know what you're getting into. Yeah. You know, it's helpful when I am my own coach. I've done this where it's like, oh, I'm going to try and hit three times a mile at this pace. And I hit the first one 20 seconds fast. And I'm like, oh, well, I'm going to alter the workout because I hit the first one 20 seconds fast. So this is my new workout for the day. And, and I'll just change it on the fly. And I'll still get the, the point of the workout physically. It just won't be the exact same thing because I screw the first number up. It's part of the issue of running solo all the time and why I love running on treadmills because you can't screw the numbers up. Hmm. You can't screw the numbers up? Yeah, you just tell the treadmill how fast you'd like to be running for the next mile, and oh. then you, you go run that fast. If you screw the numbers up, oh. it's going to shoot you off the back. Oh, so there's like no it, messing the numbers up on that one. Oh, so if you hit it too fast or too slow, yeah, the, yeah. There's no too fast or too slow on a treadmill. You just pop the, you know, set the treadmill and off you go. Yeah. Turn on, turn on some music and go. Yeah, awesome. 
So you guys can probably guess what our connection is to our real life, but I think that overall it's just basically you have to listen to your body. And it is a really, really good thing to have a plan and to have goals and to have all that set out in front of you. But understand that sometimes real life is just going to get in the way. And even the best laid plans sometimes are not able to be carried out. And it's okay. Like we have to allow ourselves the grace to just sometimes take a step back and breathe and just listen to what our bodies or what our emotions, what our heart needs us to do that day or that week versus, you know, what we might have written out on a plan. Well, that's why it's nice to have short and long-term goals. You know, maybe what you meant to get accomplished over the next two to three days doesn't happen over those two to three days because whatever comes up, a, a kid gets sick or you get sick or there's some catastrophe that you have to deal with and a fire that you need to put out. But you also have what you're trying to accomplish over the next three to six months. And you can still aim towards that goal, even if you get a little sidetracked along the way. Right. And and it's easier to make up those little days here and there and still keep that long-term goal in mind and, and still be on track to achieve that long-term goal, even if you miss a day here and there. Right. So big goals, little goals, and every, everything needs an appropriate time range. And understand the point of all of it. Yes, yes. If you know the point of what you're going for and why you're going for it, then you know when it's okay to, to be slightly off track. Yeah, like, I mean, for us, you know, the point of all of this and all of, you know, the business that we're starting and everything, the point is for our family. And we want to make better lives for our family and for our girls and so there are some days that our girls really need our attention that day. Like they just need to sit on our lap and show us the schoolwork that they did that day or tell us a story about what happened on the playground or sometimes they just want us to sit and watch a TV show with them. I, I'm not sure why, but they just want us there next to them. And we have to record our podcast or we have to do this or we have to do that. And Sometimes I think we need to just take a step back and and say, no, right now I need to be with this child. This child needs me right now more than I need to go do something else and get something else checked off of my to-do list. Right. If the multi if the multi-year goal is quality time with the kids, don't blow off quality time this afternoon so that you can, you know, put one more check on your on your daily to-do list. Yeah. The goal is quality time. Make sure that that's still happening. Right. I mean, and sometimes you sacrifice a little bit, you know, to to try to build something greater, but there I think is times t to do it and then there's times where, you know, it might not be as important, but you know, when you look at those little faces, I think they'll just looking at those little faces sometimes will tell you, is it really, really important that mommy sits down with you right now? And sometimes the answer is yes, absolutely. Yes, 100 percent. All right, guys. So thank you so much for joining us today. And if you 
have been enjoying our shows, please subscribe so that you know when new episodes are released. Um, we release every Thursday. So please subscribe to our show. And if you have just 30 seconds, please, please, please leave us a review in iTunes. We read every single one and we appreciate them so, so much. They help us to get our message out there and reach more people. And if you want to, go ahead and check out the website, realliferunners.com. Hope you guys have an awesome week and we will catch you next week.